This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by our friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the only official home of Swamp Boys Genetics. SeedsHereNow.com also offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including Aficionado Genetics, TH Seeds, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Podcast World. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 667 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to focus on a couple of grow questions. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout-outs to a few of those great folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you shout-out to Wagwan. Let's send a big thank you shout-out to Guido7. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Slightly Stoned Stupid 42. Let's send a big fist bump and a shout out to a longtime supporter, The Bafsta. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Eric and Nick P and Rasufa and Tartan Mike. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Grandpa Mark. And then let's wrap it all up with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Roll Me One Kenobi. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen and you know I do include a link in the show notes and the video description to make it nice and easy. Once again, just as a reminder, if you're searching for the Patreon and you can't find it, you do have to type in the full URL, uh, patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. That will make it pop up in the search. Uh, Then you do know that I've been inviting everybody to the Discord server. That's right. The Irie Genetics, Irie Army, Grow From Your Heart podcast Discord server has been growing. I think by the time this episode comes out, we should have hit 1,200 members on the Discord server. Thank you. Join us. There is a link in the show notes and the video description so that you can pop into the Discord server, join the conversation, see what's going on, maybe win some prizes, get some giveaways. There are some other things happening that may interest you. The link is in the description. I do want to thank everybody for the big response to the merchandise. I recently put some new merchandise on my website and it mostly sold out. There's one item left. Uh, That stuff went very quickly. Many people have no idea what I'm even talking about. Big thank you to everybody who grabbed that merchandise so quickly. There is more stuff coming. People are, right now they're saying, how did he put up stuff and I didn't even know about it? What is he talking about? That's right, there was new merch that went on my website and it sold out. You may have never even known. The way to stay updated is to join the newsletter. Go to my website. Most of the way down on the website, there is a spot that says join the Irie Genetics newsletter and stay up to date. If you put in your email address, you'll get a newsletter approximately once a month that will let you know there's new merchandise, maybe new strains being released, maybe new coupon codes, 
Stay updated with the newsletter. Also, uh, Discord and Patreon heard it first. So join us on the Patreon, join us on the Discord, and make sure you sign up for the newsletter to stay up to date with all the stuff going on. All right. Um, I don't want to brag too much, but oh my goodness, I'm so excited, you guys. Uh, Some of the restrictions have lifted. It feels like maybe possibly temporarily, but I've been going to comedy shows, and it feels so good. Uh, Big shout out to my buddy Clint. We went and saw Doug Stanhope a few nights ago. Uh, Not Doug Benson. I do talk about Doug Benson. People probably automatically subconsciously heard Doug Benson, but we saw Doug Stanhope a few nights ago. I've seen so many comedians in my lifetime. I'm a huge comedy nerd. That was my first time seeing Stanhope. I've never seen Stanhope before. I've been listening to his podcast for uh, probably years. I've known who Stanhope was uh, for a very long time. He's always been one of my favorite comedians. He was part of the Man Show. Uh, he was buddies with Joe Rogan. So uh, he's been one of my favorite comedians for a long time. But to see him live was a huge honor. I've been super excited for that. Of course, I had tickets uh, about 18 months ago, and everything got pushed back because of, uh, I don't know what happened, some weird shit delayed everything. Everybody was like 18 months late for something. Uh, but it was a great time to see him. He fucking blew the roof off that building. He crushed. He's got such a great rhythm. It took him a minute to get into his rhythm. But once he got into that rhythm, he's got a really a cadence. They keep doing these hand movements. He like does a thing, and it's that's comedy. You set up a joke, and you tell the punchline. You set up a joke and tell the punchline. But Doug Stanhope has a very uh, distinct rhythm and way of talking and a way of thinking. And then he does a lot of that's a setup, punchline, then a couple of more punchlines after that. Just the way he was doing it was beautiful. And he hit that rhythm, that thing that I'm used to. Like when you go see your favorite band, when they play your favorite song, comedians don't have a favorite. Some of them do, but most comedians don't repeat their jokes a lot. So uh, to hear him hit that rhythm was what I was looking for. And it just felt so good. It was like, there he is. That's the rhythm. Anyway, I'm uh, just excited to be going to comedy shows again. I'm excited to be back uh, doing stuff. It is such a good time. I had to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Give my buddy Clint a big shout out for being a good comedy bro, a good road dog. He's also watching the podcast. What's up, bro? Uh, Go out in the garden and pull some leaves. All right. I just wanted to talk about comedy. It is so exciting. Uh, If you know anything about me, uh, that's just a little view into my personal life, into my personal world here. I love comedy and it is so good to get back out and see comedy. And then if all goes well, the boys from Fish are coming here in just a couple of weeks, so I can't wait for that. All right, let's focus on cannabis growing and a podcast here. I did say that I was going to read a couple of grow messages. I've got a message here right in front of me. This one came from, I don't know if they want their name said. Let's let's read this a little bit. We're not going to say their name because it does talk about a commercial grow, and I don't want to get anybody in trouble. So this message goes just like this. And of course, if you want to send me an email, the email address is growfromyourheartathotmail.com. Or on the website, there is a Grow Help tab. If you go to the website, click on Grow Help. We do ask you a few questions. Uh, we ask you about your temperature, you, your humidity, what kind of lights you're uh, running, stuff like that. Then we will answer your Grow questions from the Grow Help tab. Uh, so uh, grow from your heart at hotmail.com, the Grow Help tab, or of course, Patreon are simple ways to get me your messages. This one goes a lot like this it says, What's up, Rasta Jeff? I hope all is well with you, brother. Things are great, man. I've been uh, seeing comedy shows and having a good time, and it's finally uh, starting to cool down. It was 108 degrees uh, consecutively for a few days here, consistently for a few days here, and it is cooling down, so that's a great thing. Uh, Thanks for the knowledge and love you send out every week. Keep it coming, bro. I will do my best. Thank you for noticing. Uh, It says, with your help and Let me try that again without the frog in my throat. It says, with your help and some dedication from myself, I landed a commercial cultivation job. Congratulations, brother. Um, You did the hard work. I just gave you some info and you put it to use. 
It says, as soon as I got in there, I hit the ground running. Your shows and my research have really helped me earn the respect of my team, and people are always asking my opinion on things and how to grow in general. That is awesome, but kind of keep in mind, and we're going to get to more of this in the message here, that uh, they hired you, you didn't hire them, so you kind of got to go by their way, but if they're going to they're gonna ask you for questions, always have good answers. It says, uh, the job is tough though. Every day I see things we need to work on. That is the way a commercial grow is always going to go. Uh, I see that in my personal grows. I see that in commercial grows. There are always going to be things for somebody to work on, always room for improvement. The fact that you see it uh, means that you're aware that you're not turning a blind eye to it, that you know there's room for improvement. That's always a good sign. Let's continue with this message because I am rambly today. It says, my biggest concern is that our plants are growing too quickly and too tall. I want to lay out some ideas for my boss to consider for controlling the stretch in flower. All right, so the plants are getting too fast, too tall, and they're stretching in flower. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, then it says, I feel like we are falling. Let's see. There's more that I skipped. Uh, we do trellising in three layers. All right, that makes sense. Most of it I do with another person. Yeah, it usually takes one or two people to throw out a big trellis on a big canopy. I feel like we are falling behind a lot because of the growth rates and lack of knowledge on plant work from some of the less experienced folks. All right, so the plants are growing real fast. Uh, they're growing quickly with a lot of vigor, but you're falling behind because the people can't keep up with the plants. That does make sense. Uh, currently, we're using 1,000-watt high-pressure sodiums. They hang at a set height. The same goes for the fans. I told my boss I heard the environment controls for uh, calming things down under the dark period as well as adding blue spectrum. Uh, yeah, that would help, but that's not going to help a lot. This is more of a scheduling issue. Uh, wind burn and light burn are killing a good portion of our yields. Uh, so you just turn down those fucking fans, dude. And I want to help. I'd like to get some ammo for serious conversation with my leadership to get us on the right track and have more consistent growth patterns in our rooms. I'm sure you want information, so hit me up. Okay, I've got a good idea of what's happening here. Your plants are just getting too tall. Uh, you did say you're using a three-tier uh, trellis system. Is that first one? And I don't know what you're doing in there. I can't see. I haven't had pictures yet. Is that first one kind of spreading the plants apart? Normally, our plants want to grow straight up. We put the trellis down to kind of just imagine if your plants are growing straight up and you came from above and just dropped a net on them. They're just going to go down with the net, right? So we kind of want that effect with the net, but then we spread them out strategically. Use the net. Instead of having them grow straight up vertically, we want to make them grow horizontally a little bit. So we spread them out with the net. Spread them out. Um, instead of just going straight up, you can use the net squares to kind of bend the plant over and go over here into this square, and then it grows up that way so you can fill up your space instead of going straight up. That's a way to get them shorter. Uh, that'll help you out a lot. Uh, the second net, you can do the same thing. Work them into that second net. Spread them out with the first one. Weave them into the second net. Then they'll grow up in the third one. They'll need supports for that. Don't be afraid to grab a branch. So if my arm is the nug that's too tall, don't grab up at the wrist and bend the wrist down. Grab down at the elbow and pop that fucker at the elbow and bend it down to where it's horizontal, and it will all grow back up. But don't be afraid to pop it down at the elbow area crack it low, and then give it a lot of time to grow back up and curve itself up. It will grow back up. But the main thing happening here is just a scheduling issue. If the plants are getting too big and too tall and they're growing into the lights and into the fans, you're probably vegging for too long. Why not just veg for less time? You could veg for a week less, and that would save you money. That would save you time. That would save you a lot of things. Don't veg for so long. They're getting too tall. So get them shorter. You could put in blue lights. That would help you. But the main main thing is to just veg for a shorter period. A lot of popping and twisting uh, 
like between the time you flip and probably week three and four a flower, if you can pop and twist, that will help you a lot. That'll stop them from growing uh, vertically because they'll be spending more of their time and energy uh, repairing what you've done to popping the cellulose structure. And it won't mess up your buds. They're still transitioning. Uh, they're still going from the veg to the flower stage. The hormones are all changing over. Uh, then like week four or five and six, those nugs will really pack on. But you can definitely pop and twist them. But this is more of a scheduling and planning issue, just flower earlier. So my main question that I would ask now, you said that the plants are getting too tall. The main problem sounds like the plants are too tall. They're growing into the fans and they're growing into the lights. What week are they getting too tall? I'm assuming you're running a nine, probably a nine, maybe a 10, maybe an eight week flowering phase. I'm going to say nine weeks, right? We're at nine weeks. What week do you see them getting too tall? Is it week seven they start getting too tall? Week eight they get too tall? Whatever week they're getting too tall, reduce that many weeks off of your veg phase. So if they're getting too tall at week seven, you're doing a nine-week flower phase, take two weeks off of the veg phase. We can't cut time off the flowering phase. That's not possible. So we've got to just cut time off somewhere else, and that would be your veg phase. And why not just get them out of the cloner, get them into pots, and uh, it sounds like you might just get them right into fucking flower at this point, uh, get them trellised out. So you get them out of the cloner, get them into the probably their final pots, it sounds like from if you don't have a lot of time. I really don't know how long you're vegging. But get them into their final pots, top them, trellis them out, and flower them. Boom. Uh, turn and burn. There's no need to veg them for extra time. You're probably wasting time anyway if they're that tall. Or learn to spread them out more vertically. Uh, the blue lights would help you out, but it's not going to keep them uh, that short and compact. And now here's where the breeder part comes in. Are you growing the correct genetics? Maybe you need different genes in that room. Um if you got, you're not running a basketball team, you're running a, a different team who's short, maybe a soccer team. I don't know what sport would benefit from people being shorter, but on the basketball team, you want the seven foot 10 guys on the soccer team. Maybe you got the five foot nine guys. Uh, maybe you don't have room for the basketball team in your grow. Maybe you need to find some more soccer team mates in that grow. Maybe what I'm trying to say, some shorter squattier stuff that'll grow better for you. Maybe you don't want those 11 week sativas in that room anyway. Uh, shorter flowering stuff that stays shorter probably would work better in that room. So, so one thing I would say is genetics. Understand your genetics. Do you have the appropriate genetics in this room? Do you know those genetics? Have you grown them enough times to understand what makes them stretch? How long do they stretch? How long do they flower? Know your genetics. How long have you been running this stuff? Understand the stretch for each plant and then adjust your veg phase. I keep saying it. We can't change the flowering time. Adjust your veg phase to work more for these plants. If you're running out of space two weeks in, uh, before you're done, cut off two weeks. If you're running out of space three weeks, cut off three weeks. You can only do it at the veg end. So you're going to have to figure out your timing there. Don't grow them so big. Uh, maybe top them. Make them shorter before you go into flower. But this is something that has to be done in veg. Um, I do have some more notes here. Uh, one of my notes is, uh, you're not supposed to burn them until after you sell them. So if they're growing into the lights, just make them shorter. We know that we can't raise the lights. Uh, we already know that we've got to have at least, depending on your lights, if you've got gavitas, you need like two feet between the light and the canopy. So prepare for that. Are you growing on tables? Are you growing on the floor? Are you growing on pots? Is there anything we can adjust in that range? Uh, I really think it's a timing issue, though. Just start flowering sooner, so subtract some weeks. Of course, you are. I understand that you are a grow tech or something similar in that environment. There's probably a lead grower, then there is probably a like a manager of the facility or something, and then there's probably an owner. They probably have investors. Probably a bunch of people arguing over what to do. But 
It sounds like you've identified the problem. The plants are growing into the lights and into the fans, which is basically a scheduling issue. Uh, you know they're going to keep growing. You know, you know they're going to get bigger. They're not going to stop doing it. So I think the solution is to flower earlier. Maybe send me some pictures. Send me some videos. Let me know what's going on. Maybe I can send you an update. But the solution is flower sooner. Maybe more smaller plants. Instead of growing a bunch of really tall plants, grow a whole bunch of really small plants. That may be the way to do it for you. You got less veg time. Uh, just put more plants in there. And that way they don't have to get as tall. You just fill the space more. Is your canopy full? That's one of the most important things to think about is the canopy full. If you got super tall, stretchy plants and the canopy is not full, uh, you're wasting a lot of space. Also, you got 1,000 watt lights in there. Do you have enough lights? Because if you have enough, they won't be so stretchy. So think about the genetics. Think about the kind of light. Uh, think about do you have enough light? Think about the spectrum. Um, then properly pop and twist. Uh, honestly, though, this is a timing issue. Maybe run a bunch of smaller plants. All right. Hey, bro, thank you for the great message. I did not say your name uh, just because I don't want to get you in any trouble if the work hears this and you're not prepared to talk to them or whatever. But, bro, thank you for the great message. All right. I'm going to move on to another message. This one comes from, oh, this is from our buddy, Slightly Stoned Stupid. What's up, buddy? I'm Slightly Stoned Stupid as well. It's been a great day. Um, and I got these bright-ass lights in my face. Uh, so when you take some fat dabs and get these bright lights in your face, it's like you're extra blazed, which is really great. Shout out to my buddy, Slightly Stoned Stupid. They sent a question that said, maybe you could talk about CO2 levels and what they should be at pre-harvest in a CO2 enriched grow, I'm asking, because I have a perpetual harvest going in one big flower room. So a few plants come down every week, but is it bad to have CO2 levels around 12 to 1500? All right, so I do understand the question. Uh, most of the time we would crank up the CO2 to certain levels depending on the stage of veg or flower in which we are in, but our friend Slightly Stone Stupid here is running a perpetual space. So sometimes they may have plants at week nine, possibly week seven, possibly week six, possibly four, two. I don't know the rotation and the scheduling, but I know they're in different stages, which makes a lot of sense and is a very good idea. That way you've got a constant supply of medicine and you don't always have to trim a whole bunch of herb. I like this. Their main concern is, is the high CO2 level going to have a problem uh, with plants that are further into flower, plants that are not as far into flower? Are all of the plants going to be happy with the augmented CO2? My answer is your 12 to 1500 particles per million of CO2 is fucking perfect, bro. That's ideal. That's beautiful. Uh, you're hitting right in the sweet spot. Uh, if you have enough light, they are going to love that. If you don't have enough light, that may be overdoing it. It may be uh, honestly just a waste. If they don't have enough light going on with that CO2, they can't use the CO2. It will be a way. They won't be able to photosynthesize anyway. So they'll be taking in the extra CO2 and they'll be like, ah, if we just had some light, we could go fast. So as long as you got enough light in there to go with that CO2, they're going to love that. So let's talk a little bit more about CO2 since we're on this topic here. Uh, 1,200 to 2,000 particles per million is ideal, uh, depending on the stage you're in. In most commercial environments, I try to hit about 1,400 ppm's in flower. Uh, the owners say stay at 1,000 because the shit's expensive. The consultants say hit 15. 1,250 to 1,400 is ideal where you want to go for in there in a commercial environment. CO2 can get expensive. Uh, over 2,000 particles per million is excessive. I don't think the plants can even take over 18, definitely not over 2,000. Maybe they can, but I don't think it's going to be cost effective. Uh, I think you're going to get weird stuff happening after that. 
uh, 3,000 particles per million is dangerous for humans. So once you get that 3,000 particles per million of CO2 in the air, for a human, it gets dangerous. It'll start making you feel dizzy, lightheaded. It'll fuck you up. It'll definitely start causing problems for the plants. Uh, 5,000 ppms is fatal. We're all going to die. So uh, try not to get above that 2K. I think you're doing great with your 12 to 15, but if you've got the uh, the ability to crank it up, don't go much higher than 18 to 2,000. It's going to be fine. Um, I try to hover. Uh, honestly, in a commercial environment, we hover around 1,000 to 1,200 ppms. I try for that 1,400, but the doors are open. The fans are running. The exhaust fans happen. Uh, the CO2 gets just shot right out of the ceiling sometimes in the room. So uh, we hover in most of the facilities where I'm working, we hover around a thousand to 1200 PPMs is what we stay around. Again, 1400 would be ideal, but doors open, fucking cracks in the walls, all that shit, this shit gets away. Uh, ambient. So I'm talking about augmented CO2. These are places where we are getting a, uh, we, in the commercial grows, we do it kind of fancy. We have a truck that shows up and loads up a bunch of tanks with CO2. And, uh, we've got machines inside the rooms that just disperse CO2 based on a monitor. But, uh, that's augmented CO2. In most environments, like in this room right now, I don't have any CO2 augmentation or outside or whatever. It's probably around 400 to 450 uh, particles per million of CO2 just naturally in the environment. So when we crank it up to 1,000 or 1,200, we are tripling the natural CO2, which really gives the plants some turbo. It's like nitrous for the plants, basically. It's CO2, but it is basically nitrous for the plants. You put them on turbo mode. Um, so it is ideal to gradually increase CO2 levels, uh, but it's not required. You can, like if you just got the equipment, you just got the funding to do it, you can go in there and just blast those bitches up. Go from your ambient 400, go right up to 2,000. If that's what you want to do, they'll make it. It'll happen. They'll survive. Uh, they'll thrive with that, but it would be more cost effective and it wouldn't be a problem to just slowly ramp it up. Start off just augmenting a little bit more and more every day. Have a CO2 monitor in there. If you're going to use CO2, have a monitor. Make sure it doesn't get too high. I mentioned before it can get dangerously high. Uh, that'll take a lot of CO2 to do that, but have a monitor. There are a lot of different ways to augment CO2 in a grow space. Uh, I usually do the canisters with the regulator and the monitor and the monitor sees how much CO2 is in the room. When it gets below a threshold, it knows to turn on the thing. It opens a solenoid. The CO2 blasts into the room. You run it through lines. Put the lines above the plants because the CO2 is heavier than oxygen, so it's going to fall down onto your plants. Maybe put a fan down low blowing back up to push it back up and just cycle that air. Also, here's a random tip. A fan, a fan down low pointing up will help disrupt insects. Uh, insects are trying to land on your leaves and uh, hang out and make a little space there. If you got a fan blowing up, those bugs don't want to land there. They're going, what the fuck? Why is the wind going up? The wind doesn't ever go up. So they get confused. They don't want to hang out there. So I like to do uh, the canisters and a regulator and a monitor is the best way to do it. In my opinion, there are several other ways. You can put a burner in your grow space. A CO2 burner is very efficient. It does burn natural gas. It's always turned on. You got a little flame going. Get your CO2 going there. That is going to increase your heat. In some places, that's cool. In some places, that will not work for you at all. Um, a lot of people do uh, little uh, mushroom kit bags and just CO2 bags and things. Depending on your space, I don't see the uh, cost effectiveness of those unless you have a tiny, tiny space. And if your space is that tiny, you're not really focused on CO2 augmentation anyway. But uh, that will work for you if you've got something tiny. So there's a burner, there's a canister set up, and then there are all kinds of little uh, mushroom bags that they sell. And then some people will brew some wine or brew some beer and use that CO2 to augment the grow space as well. Uh, double up, 
double your pleasure, double your fun. Don't overdo it. Uh, the plants can become immune to too much CO2. That's right. If you, It's just like giving them too much drugs, bro. It's just like they'll start building a tolerance and then they won't, uh, they won't perform if you start overdoing it. So if you introduce it too soon, this is why I said it may be a good idea to slowly introduce them. Uh, if you go too hard too soon, they're like, oh, uh, 1,800 ppm of CO2, sweet, thank you. And they're going to start performing real hard, going real crazy. But six or eight weeks later, they're going to go, oh, 1,800 ppm of CO2, cool, I'll grow kind of fast. They're not going to be as excited about it. So maybe introduce it slowly, build your way up, and then they will not get their um, immunity, so to speak, to the CO2. It will work better for them. One thing I will suggest, because it is my responsibility, is if you are going to augment CO2 in your environment, if you're going to use a burner, if you're going to use a canister, do have some sort of monitor in there. Do have some sort of way to let yourself know that CO2 is too high. It can be fatal if we get it in super high concentrations. So please don't die growing weed. We don't need that shit. That will not look good for the community, for the movement, for anything. And we love you. We need you here. So don't die growing weed. All right, my buddy, slightly stoned to stupid. I want to thank you for the great Patreon message. If you've got any more questions, you know I would love to hear back from you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there. I think this was a short episode, but I'm going to wrap it up. I think it is all about quality over quantity. I think this was a good show. I could ramble on and make it longer if you want, but what would be the point? You know, I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. Thank you again for listening. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, you know I would love the feedback. The email address is at hotmail.com. Don't forget about the Patreon at patreon.com. And of course, please join us on Discord. Somewhere right now on Discord, someone's hanging out, having a conversation about some iRegenetic strains, uh, talking about growing weed in the mountains or uh, smoking dabs with a mermaid. You never know what could be happening on the iRegenetics Discord Join us. We look forward to seeing you there. Uh, also, now is a good time to like and subscribe. If you're watching this video and you enjoyed it, please do click like on the video. Of course, subscribe to the channel. Then there is a little notification bell. Click on that notification bell. Every time I put out a new episode, you will get notified. You'll never miss any content. We do put out the shows. Uh, it is Sunday night into Monday morning. That is midnight. It's 12 o'clock Monday morning. Does that make sense? And then also we put out the episodes Wednesday into Thursday at midnight. So that's uh, 12 o'clock Thursday morning is technically what that is. Join us. We do the premieres live. The premieres pop out on YouTube at midnight. Most of the time I hang out in the live chat, hang out with the crew. I'm smoking dabs. I'm usually in the Discord video chat and watching the video at the same time, watching the chat. So I'm trying to be as interactive with the community as I can. Of course, that does happen at midnight. Sometimes I fall asleep and miss it. But join us on the premiere. We look forward to seeing you there. Please do like and subscribe. I got rambly there at the end of the show. Thank you guys for hanging out. You know I'll be back in a few days with fresh new content. Let's give a giant shout out to my buddy, Yee motherfucking ha. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.